Welcome to Sausage on a Fork, a podcast dedicated to the UK's longest-running children's drama programme, Grange Hill. My name's Neil, and in each episode, I'll interview a former cast member about their life before, during and after their time on the programme. Welcome to the latest episode of Sausage on a Fork, and I am absolutely delighted to say that I have been joined by none other than Claire Buckfield, who played Natasha Stevens. Claire, welcome to Sausage on a Fork. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, not at all. Not at all. So what we'll do, Claire, is we'll start the way we start every episode, and we'll go right back. And if you can tell us how you got into acting. Um, So... Basically, um, my sister and I were we were dancing, um, and uh, and obviously we were we were identical twins, uh-huh. and it's actually a Grain Hill link story. So we were dancing, and then um, my mum was working in a restaurant, and her the person who who owned the restaurant, um, her son was in Grain Hill. Ah, right. And he said, you know, you should maybe think about perhaps they, you know, would you, they'd be great for television because they're twins, and you know, they'd get a lot of work. Uh-huh. And my mum had not thought about anything like that before. So, uh, so anyway, we went to Sylvie Young, auditioned for her, and um, and obviously, you know, got accepted. She wanted to represent us. So we did lots of commercials. But if it hadn't have been for this lady, right. whose son was in Grange Hill, and we said, oh, well, of course, we'd love to do that. Um, and then eventually our dreams came true because we, <laughs> we were in Grange Hill. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like a full circle. Brilliant. Can I ask you who it was who was in Grange Hill? Um, he played, I think he played Julian, or he's... Oh, Julian Fairbrother, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, um, yeah, brilliant. So he's a lot, he was older than us. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they were very kind, very supportive, obviously. Um, uh-huh. And that was kind of our way in to, to acting, really. You've just mentioned there about the commercials and stuff. Because you were twins, obviously yeah. you were always really noticeable. And I remember when you... When certainly when Julie first came into Grange Hill, she's a twin, that girl, because she used to be in, in loads of adverts. And the, right. there was one, and I've been, it, I've been racking my brains. There's one where it was like, it was a, it was a like pound puppies. And it's one I always remember with the pair of you comparing oh, toy yeah, dogs yeah. to each other. Yeah. Puppy care. That, <laughs> and I always, I, it was just one that always, because I used to watch a lot of telly when I was a kid. Right. Um, <laughs> And it's just it's just one that always stuck in my mind. And I remember, like when, as I say, when Julie was first in Grange, you're thinking that girl's a twin. I'm I'm convinced she's a twin. That girl. Well, um, it's weird because so basically we did they, at Sylvia Young. We used to do like a, a performance showcase at the end right. of every year. This is before we actually attended the school. This was uh-huh. like you know. So um, and we got spotted performing in the show right. um, by the by Albert Barber, who uh-huh. was the producer at the time. And he said, oh, I'd really like to, to um, introduce twins into Grange Hill. And then it never really happened. And then Julie got the part. We both went for the same part right. um, for Natalie. Yeah. And Julie got it. Um, and then uh, and I, I was kind of always in the background because I'd, you know, we'd go and pick Julie up and whatever. So they were aware of me. Right. Um, and then they really, very kindly wrote Natasha Stevens and they wrote me in a part. Brilliant. Brilliant. So... You've just mentioned it again about, you know, the fact that you both went up for the part. Yeah. Did that happen a lot? Did you often go for the same sort of... Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're identical, so... Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we did. And, and, and there's never kind of been any competition like that because right. um, 
Jules and I were, are, are always of the as, as long as one of us gets it, uh-huh. you know, then we want to a good thing. Yeah. So, uh, so we both went up for Grain Shield, and Jules got you know Natalie, um, and 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 we also went for Eponine, and Jules got Eponine, and I was supposed to follow, but then that got so so. I mean, it's happened a lot throughout. Uh-huh. It, it did happen a lot throughout our careers, and yeah. then um, it happened with two point four children. We both right. went for that. Right. Um, so. So we are used to it and it's not, um, you know, it's not kind of, you know, we don't, yeah, we just kind of encourage each other and we're just really, you know. Brilliant. No, that's that's definitely the better way to be, isn't it? Um, So then you've you've said that the part was written for you in Grange Hill. I mean, that must have been something as well at that age to have a part written for you as well. They were so kind. But I think what happened, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure. But Albert Barber was such a lovely man. He was such a a lovely gentleman. And I mean, obviously it must've been somebody else as well. And the writers, of course, Um, but they were thinking, they were toying with the idea, toying with the idea about twins and how do you do it kind of, how do you bring a twin in when someone's already established in a cast? You know, it's it's quite difficult. But we went on an outward bound thing to Dartmoor and someone dropped out. So there was a space right. and, and they said, oh, you know, I don't know if, if Claire would like to go, um, you know, keep Jules company and stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was super <laughs> anyway. Um, and so, and, and much more so than Julie. Right. Julie really wasn't looking forward to it. And I was like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, and I already knew Rach, Rachel Roberts. Right. Um, and I knew, kind of knew them vaguely. And I got on really well with Rachel and Paul and whatever. So we all, we all went on this outward bound holiday to Dartmouth. And it was great. It was yeah. fantastic. And I got on with everyone. And I think because I got on with everyone and was part of the team, it, it made it easy for them to kind of see me, envisage me in, in the cast. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it was it was it was lovely. Brilliant. So you, you were obviously a fan of Grange Hill. Absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, we all were. I mean, I think it, when obviously, certainly when I was watching, it was before Julie went in it, it was right. sausage on a fork. which was fantastic one of the best YouTube's ever um and then Judy came into it and then it changed the theme and we were a bit gutted actually (laughs) (laughs) um but uh but yeah it was I mean it was certainly my mum and dad allowed us to watch it you know Uh a lot I know a lot of children you know children's parents wouldn't allow them to watch it because they didn't you know agree with some of the stuff but you know I think uh, one thing they did was um fight for football girls to play football yeah and that was one of the and it was a protest about um girl girls should be allowed to play football and actually we did the same at our school followed you know grain chill we we, you know we because we were only allowed to play hockey and netball we weren't allowed to play football and actually Jules and I loved playing football Uh um so I don't think we led it but I think a lot of us girls were like you know how can we and it, it we were given the idea by by grain chill great brilliant brilliant I mean it did it did it it taught kids a lot of stuff didn't it you know not just all the the bad things that you, you that would happen in Grange Hill that parents didn't like but as you've said there the fact that you know if you if, if you want something bad enough you know fight for it like and you know yeah, things like I mean, that you've got to think about the positives that you know the positive was you know we we kind of changed the way that our school was run in the fact that you know girls were now allowed to play football mm-hmm. which was fantastic for us so we achieved something positive yeah you know the zamo thing that that achieved massive you know um uh, every everyone kind of knew about it and, and it was a positive message yeah. you know don't take drugs just say yeah. no um and it was a positive thing they obviously had to explore the subject matter 
which uh-huh. probably, you know, some parents would maybe have disagreed with, but it's real world, you know, it's real life. And that's what Granger weren't ever afraid to do to tackle, you know, parents splitting up at that. And also at that age, you know, when you are, when you're a child at school, children can be very cruel mm-hmm. and bullying and stuff like that. I mean, I was vile in, <laughs> in Granger. Everyone who used to meet us used to go, you the nasty one all the time. <laughs> and I, I'm the nasty one, sorry. Uh, um, but yeah, you'd play a character and it's, it's it, you, you, you encounter those characters in real life. And I think that's what they did really well. And you encounter yeah. the situations in real life. And I think they tackled them really yeah. responsibly and really well. Brilliant. So, so you joined in um, series 15, 1992, or it would have been 1991. You would have been right. filming it. You've touched on how your part came about a little bit, but can you just explain sort of how your character was actually introduced on screen? Because it's oh. not it's not your usual route. <laughs> so basically, and that that they never on you know my sister used to literally, and even now she take you know that she takes the Mickey about what I did. But um, uh, so basically, there were two. We were in the school together, and obviously, you know, we'd put, been put on the school roll. Um, but they, our friends, hadn't been told. Natalie had decided not to tell her friends that I was coming to the school and I'm you know they're walking around and I'm being quite quite a bitch to her <laughs> friends. Um, and then all of a sudden we come from the hallway and we come together and the teachers have brought me kind of you know struggling through <laughs> and and, we, and then Jules and I are you know Natalie and Natasha are face to face and they realize oh they're twins and yeah, um, but it was like left on a. It was like a cliffhanger, wasn't it? It was yeah, like it was. Left, it was like an East Enders duff duff moment. Duff if you like, yeah. so it did cause lots of confusion because, you know, as, as you've said there earlier, <laughs> Natasha was horrible, wasn't she? She wasn't. Was she wasn't necessarily a bully, but she was just horrible to everyone. Yeah, she was really ruthless <laughs> and just acerbic, and she just wasn't a very nice person. And actually, at that age, you know, I was quite challenging (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that so my mum says you know out of the two of us actually I guess it kind of mirrored real life because uh yeah I Julie was uh Julie was angelic child let's say slightly more challenging Um, yeah right yeah I mean so and then we find out a little bit more about Natasha and she you know the parents had split up and Natasha had been living with living with their dads and had like kind of a better life if you like you know I think that was meant to be a bit more well off and Natasha had been yeah. in a boarding school and he's suddenly taken away from that he you know and then she's put into a life that she didn't really remember recognize uh-huh. or want to be in so she's in a place where she didn't want to be and found it really difficult adjusting yeah which which a lot of kids would do wouldn't they yeah, you know yeah, as well yeah so then she had to go and live with her mom Natalie and Becky as well yeah. yeah, and Becky as well. Yeah, Natalie Poison, who's the tallest girl ever? <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. I, I heard or I read somewhere that I know it sounds strange for because kids are never that far apart in age. But were you all the three of you more or less the same we're age? The, yeah, um, we were all the same age. Right. So actually, it was really nice because um, in tutor groups, so obviously on set, there's a there's classrooms and stuff like that where yeah. we do our school lessons, which were amazing. The tu- tuition there was top notch. Right. Um, and and Natalie was in our tutor groups, yeah. so she was in our year group as well. So she was, Natalie was a really really good friend of ours, uh-huh. um, and not just because of you know we were we we were all close in age, but yeah, we just got along really really well, really well. 
I often wonder about this. Did it ever lead to confusion, you know, with, like, directions and stuff? The fact that a character was called Natalie and the actress was called Natalie as well? Um, no, because I think we I think we shortened it to Nat. Right. So Nat, Nat, Natalie Poison was known as Nat. So, right. yeah. So it was all, yeah, and Jules was always Natalie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was never, there was never any confusion. I mean, there was lots of confusion between Jules and I because we were actually quite identical at yeah. the time and <laughs> could get away with, fair amount of tricks i mean so. that that's the thing you know in those it, it, quite a few of the episodes either natalie pretends to be natasha or natasha pretends to be natalie i'm, I'm yeah. guessing you did that quite a bit yeah we did <laughs> <laughs> i mean i remember um my sister had identical twins in a class at school and she she said that they were they were always doing things yeah well, always like, and we could get away with a lot um, the only thing is I've got, I've, so I've got a, like a, 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 well, mum calls it a beauty spot, but it's a mole um, <laughs> there. And Jules, Jules has one there. But with makeup, you can't, you you can't really see it. Right. So we were very similar. I mean, we were what they would, in the industry, we were known as professional twins. You know, if right. you put us in the same clothes, we were identical. Yeah. Um, and in real life, obviously, we dress differently and stuff like that. We're very different characters. Um, but we could get away with a lot. And Julie was so, I mean, I know, um, I love her to pieces. She was so good. She'd take a lot of the flack for me. So if I was in trouble <laughs> right. at school, it, normal, like genuine school, um, Judy would t- kind of take off some of the heat and she'd go, yeah, oh yeah, it was me, um, for me because, wow. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we also used to swap and, you know, if things weren't particularly going well with boyfriends and stuff like that, then I'd, I, you know, I, I was kind of the one who'd go, no, sorry, that's enough now, now that's it. <laughs> Julie never had the courage to do stuff like that. Brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, we talked about, you know, the fact that Natasha wasn't very nice in school, but she also, like, she played up quite a bit as well at home because there was, like, that family unit going on and she she played up to her mum to get her own bedroom and stuff and she used to call him mummy as well, which didn't seem like uh, Natasha's character would have done. I don't know. It's just that she call her mummy at home, and you think, no, surely, surely someone as horrible as you, you're, you're, you're playing up when, when, when you're saying things like that. Sometimes when you're feeling slightly vulnerable, you do kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You find like, oh, you know, you are yeah. more childlike. And yeah. and as as that series moved on, Natasha was, she she seems to get involved a little bit more, and there's a bit where there's a debate going on and it was the, the the importance of the group as opposed to the importance of the individual and Natasha says a line but she said you know she'd been at her other school she'd been an individual but now she was she felt like she was just half of a pair of twins right and did you ever feel like that no and, and and it's really strange because one of one of the things um a question we always get asked is what's it like being a twin we've never known any different. So, yeah. so, so Jules and I used to say, well, you know, kind of, we've never known any different. And it's great, um, particularly now we're in our forties, you know, we've done pretty much most things together, uh-huh. um, even ha- to the extent of our children, you know, with their six weeks apart um, and we have a boy and a girl um, nice. and exactly gave birth exactly the same way. And that, I mean, obviously that's coincidental, but it happened exactly the same. We mirrored each other. Um, but also it's been lovely because we've always had mums never, I mean, obviously when we were going for commercials and stuff, we'd be dressed in the same thing because they wanted the professional twins, but mum and dad always encouraged us to be our own individual characters. 
um, and we and we always were. Yeah. And and as soon as I guess as soon as I chopped my hair yeah. and became a different character, then it was you know we we we, we became even more different kind yeah. of thing. Um, and we always have been, you know, Jules is it's swapped around actually. Jules is very outgoing now, very, nice. and I'm kind of more reserved. <laughs> uh, Jules is, yeah, she's very forth, forth cut, and she's, yeah, we, we've kind of done role reversal right. as we've aged. Um, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, but we, I've never felt as if I've never had my own identity. And uh-huh. mum and dad always made sure, because there were four of us, that we, they had four right. children. And, uh, and we've all, yeah, we've all kind of been, we're all very, very different, all very different. Oh, and, and the thing is, we've never been called twin. I mean, nice. all of our friends know us as Jules and Claire. Yeah. That's, that's it. It's never twin, twin. And yeah. some people who don't know us may say, oh, oh, twin, twin. And it's like saying, oh, person, person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we've had that for years, but we, you know, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we've never kind of, we've always had Claire and Julie. Yeah. There's a bit. Because obviously we've talked about how how horrible Natasha was. I, don't, I nearly said how horrible you were. <laughs> how horrible Natasha was. Um, so although Natasha was quite horrible, it was done in like a comedy way sometimes. And yeah. there's a bit when Chrissy Mannering went into early labour in the toilets. And she wore, uh, Natasha goes in there and she finds Justine was in there and Mr. Hankin played by Lee Corns, was in there as well. And she goes, I didn't realise, I didn't realise these, uh, this school w- didn't have separate toilets for the teachers and the pupils as well. It's the kind of thing she would do. She yeah. wouldn't, it's cheeky. She would yeah. see, she, she would push it so far to get away with as much as she could with the teachers. Yeah. And Lee and, Corns, you know, Lee Corns is a comedy genius anyway. That's it. Like, I mean, I ask everyone what it was like working with him. Yeah, he, he was just brilliant. Really, really good. Yeah, I mean, what in, in general, what was the relationship like with the kids and the adults? Um, certainly, as you got older, you spent a bit more time with them because, uh, you know, obviously the children, uh, we were with chaperones and stuff and, uh-huh. and t- t- uh, tutors. Um, and then when we were older, you're obviously an adult. So you're in the adult green room and stuff like that and you talk. Yeah. And and I think that's when, like, I mean, for me, certainly, because I, 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 was, I went on to do musical theatre and was a massive musical theatre fan uh-huh. and a quail. Yeah. Me. You know, was huge. Yeah. Um, and the stories that you know, hard days, night stories that that were just like legendary. You you do you just wanted to speak to these people that you knew were legends. Yeah. Um, and even have some sort of connection with them. It was like an I mean, obviously, it was an honor to work with them. And and we were learning our craft. It's my first professional. I mean, obviously, we'd done TV and bits and pieces and whatever. But my first proper job in a series. Yeah. Um. And you, you just wanted to absorb everything. That's that. That's personally what I wanted to do. You know, we we had we they we were treated so well, and and the, you know they the adults gave us so much respect as children, and and taught us you know how to work you know the line and all this kind of stuff, and you know continuity or, or, or you know looking down the lens, you know all, which side of the camera to look eye lines and I you know they if you stand here you're gonna you know they were. There was a lot to think about, but with them it just came, you know, a second nature. It came yeah. naturally, whereas we had to constantly be told it. And they, and you know, the, I have to say that the creative team, like all the the DOPs, the the cameramen, everyone else, they had so much patience with us because obviously we were all learning yeah. at the same time. So we were all learning, and they, you know, those guys knew their stuff, whereas we were all learning. And they had a lot of patience with us, as did you know the adult actors, and they were 
Yeah, they were brilliant. I mean, they did cast some fantastic people. Yeah. <laughs> but I think as well, for, for your year group, your cohort, you look at the actors who were in that. I mean, there's some, you know, tremendous actors there. You know, the fact that you had yeah, Desmond Askew and Rachel Roberts, Kelly George, Paul Pat, you know, there was there was so many. Yeah. Louisa yeah. Bradshaw White, yeah. Rebecca Gilgan, they were all brilliant, you know. Yeah. They were great, really. It was a really strong year, actually. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And and the thing is, our year, because actually, I think, like, I don't know if he played two years down or one year down, Joe Poby, Joe Poby, Jamie Golding, yeah, David yeah. they were all our age as well. Yeah. They were all of us. So they were actually, you know, when we when we were, when we had all kind of passed our GCSEs and when we was, became adults at Grange Hill, they, they were all adults, even though they were playing down. Yeah. So then we were all, we'd all hang out together. It was just so good, so good. Yeah, no, brilliant. Yeah, so we'll just move on a little bit more. Because Natasha had pretended to be Natalie a few times, you know, we, we've mentioned that. But then there's one where Natalie then turns it a little bit, the tables a little bit and pretended to be Natasha to get a, make sure Natasha got a detention and stuff, <laughs> which was a little bit out of character for Natalie, wasn't it? You yeah. know, but yeah, I think, I think she's just had enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I just want, there was something I wanted to talk about because obviously, you know, I do, I do do quite a bit of research for each interview. And there's an episode where I think there was like Poetry Week and Levi Tafari came in and gave oh, a, a performance. Amazing. And I, I want to mention that because I work in a school and okay. he's been into the school where I work. And I was in there with about 15 kids and I just forgot I was in work basically yeah. because I just listened to him and I was just like, he's amazing. Yeah, so we were really lucky. So when we were uh, filming Grange Hill, I mean, I don't know how it happened, what happened later on, but when we filmed, we used to have rehearsals. So we right. were allowed to rehearse. And Levi came in and, oh my goodness, literally. And also because we were at Sylvia's at the same time as, as, as the time when Levi came yeah. in. So we were doing things like Lambda's perform Lambda performance poetry or speech, speech and drama, all this kind of stuff. So for him to come in and... And he workshopped a few things and he had so, I mean, literally he had so many things. Uh -huh. What would you like? And it, it, it was just phenomenal. He was just amazing. We all sat around like, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah it was just, yeah, fantastic. Really, really good. And, really good. And, and that bit that got recorded, did you know he was going to do that or was that just sort of um, off the cuff type thing? Um, that I think we knew he was going to do that, but we, when we were in rehearsal, I mean, it was all different. So literally, it was like, "What would you like?" And he could come out with so yeah. many different things. Do you know what I mean? And he was amazing—a true inspiration for performance poetry. Uh -huh. um, uh, um, but I think I think it was loosely scripted, right? And then you know, but obviously, you have to kind of loosely script it if you're in something like that for cameras and you know, shots, uh -huh. and mid shots, and stuff like that. So it would have been loosely scripted. And then he did his thing. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Really, no, because really... I, as I say, I, I met him the once. As a child, to experience, to be able to experience something like that for free, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's, he's a huge fella as well, isn't he? He's like, he's oh, got a massive gosh. presence. Right and really colourful. Yeah. Really colourful. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, I know, he's great. Like, so in that Poetry Week thing, there was a bit again where Ray was infatuated with his teacher, Miss Janowitz, and he grabs her one day and kisses her. And obviously the only person around to see it was the, 
was the most horrible person in the year group. And obviously she was never going to keep that to herself, was she? Yeah. You know, which made Ray's life hell a little bit and the teacher wanted them kicked out and stuff. And do you know um, what? Uh, like, as a, not letting you into a secret, but it is a bit of a secret. <laughs> um, Kelly George was a massive legend at Sylvia Young's. Right. Um, so when, uh, and he was like older than us, so he yeah. was like one of these people you aspire to. He uh-huh. got solos, could sing, and he was super cool, like super cool. So when I got to play against him, um, yeah. and actually we were really, like mum was friends with Kelly's mum and dad, and right. Kelly, they were brilliant. They, were, they used to look after us and kind of chaperone us, even, yeah. you know, they were, they were absolutely amazing. Um, and Kelly always kept an eye out for us as well. Um, so to actually work with him and have a bit of fun with him, it was, yeah. it was really, yeah, it was, it was really nice, really good. And it was like, you know, he was a bit of a hero. So, although I don't think I ever told him that. Right. <laughs> I, was <a> bit cool. <laughs> I was trying to be a bit cool, but... Yeah, he was a bit of a ledge, actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to get Kelly on. He's uh, he's agreed to it. We're just trying to sort something out. With, oh, okay. so. I'll say hello to him. I haven't seen Kelly for years. So hopefully he'll be on at some point. Now, Natasha did have quite a nice side to it because there's also, there was an episode where some of the younger girls are getting chased by lads from St. Joseph's. Hmm. And Natasha uh, has a go with these lads and, pushes them off their bikes and stuff and then gets these girls to run to run away like um and i just think that's really you know the fact that she is so horrible but when she sees sort of she had to have one redeeming feature right? yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but, um, but then that also then caused natalie to get chased by the lads from saint joseph's when they saw her later on and just assumed obviously that it was that it was yeah, Natasha. What it was about, yeah. <laughs> There's a bit where because because of the way Natalie and Natasha were, Natasha actually refers to Natalie as the nice one. You know, she's she's under no illusions, Natasha. Was she? She she knew exactly. She knew her role perfectly. And then just moving on, just a little bit. Then Richard, you know, played by Desmond Askew, Desmond, had yeah. a thing had a thing for Natasha, and she kind of played on that a little bit as well, didn't she? You know, used him a bit of like a laptop. Yeah, she used him, and then yeah, <laughs> she wasn't really that bothered in him. And every now and again, she act like she was, and then she wasn't like there was a time when she agreed she to go. With... The attention. Yeah. She dangled the carrot enough, just yeah. enough to keep him interested. And then she, you know, she agreed to go babysitting with him, but then like half an hour later, she was asked out by one of the public school boys. Played by Mark Warren. Mark Warren, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, all three of them are amazing, I yeah. think. Like, all three of them are like, they were phenomenal at the time, but literally, you like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think for me, like, just personally, because I used to watch, I used to watch the hustle and stuff, and you know, yeah. having, so the fact that Mark Warren was there as, as a completely different character to the hustle as well. I, I, but then, you know, he asked her out and she, basically forgot about Richard straight away like he was just a bit old a bit more kind of I think I think you know it's it's the someone new a new toy basically shining with you and like oh yeah yeah kind of that was the interest Uh, and I mentioned earlier on there about Natasha having you know the the fact that her life had changed and then there was a thing where she was supposed to meet up with her dad but her dad didn't show up again you know and she spoke to Richard no showing that vulnerable side yeah. to uh, again like and you know kind of maybe why she was a bit on the defensive explaining so what, you know maybe yeah I, I think so and I think you know at some point you do have to see you do have to humanize a character that yeah. is um that awful pretty much most of the time yeah um, you know and and obviously you know 
you, you can't, there, there, there is always a vulnerability. There will always be a reason. I think there'll always be a reason behind it, you know, um, and, you know, the reason was because it, you know, she, I think she, she just, she'd been abandoned basically. Yeah. She felt she'd been abandoned and she was hurting. And unfortunately the thing for Natasha was that she, she, she adopted a very bitter attitude. Mm-hmm. She was bitter about it. Yeah. You know, she wasn't very forgiving or accepting or understanding. She was quite bitter about her situation, which is why she was a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but as you say, it was through no fault of her own, was it? No, she was you know? put in the situation and that's she the tools that she had to deal with it was a vociferal tongue. And you know, she was just vile, a city, yeah. <laughs> the stuff that came out of her. You know, she she it was just she she knew she had power with words, and that's kind of you know what she she did. Yeah. She used her. Yeah, because there was that other bit where she pretended to be Natalie with with Matthew, didn't she? You know, and, and, oh, and yeah, was really nice to him, and then all of a sudden she went, "Well, I'm Natasha," and you know, and just yeah, and then. We never saw Matthew again, really, after that. <laughs> you know, so he went. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of like sort of the end of your, the first series and you were going then to sixth form. But was it sort of an automatic thing that you were going to go straight into the next series or was it talked about? No, it's always, it's always you just never know. And also right. when you, you when you got your scripts, you never knew how many episodes you'd be in. So they'd, you'd say, they'd give you a block uh-huh. and you'd get, I think it was a block of four. Right. And then you'd get your block and you'd see how many scripts you were in out of that block. Uh-huh. Um, and then in when you went into year six, uh, it, no, it was always talked about. You'd always have a meeting beforehand right. to see if, you know, you were joining the cast uh-huh. again or it was time to say goodbye kind of thing. I think the majority of you went through as well didn't you know bar and um, Sonia I think everyone sort of stayed everyone went through yeah and then we didn't stay and then we didn't then Jules and I because I remember Jules and I didn't do I think we didn't do we didn't do upper six or something then no no that was it I think that yeah um yeah or because we 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 let because I know I remember Rachel was still there Rachel Justine yeah. She stayed. Did Paul stay? Gareth, uh, Gareth, Gareth stayed. Did Gareth, Gareth stayed for a bit. I think Desmond possibly stayed. Yeah, Desi would have stayed. And uh, Louisa Bradshaw White stayed, stayed as yeah. well. But yeah, I mean, because when, when you were in sixth form, you sort of, I don't know, you, you would have sort of have expected Natasha to kind of calm down a little bit. And then, although like she still, she had kind of friends, she was still, still ready with her tongue, wasn't she? You know, to, uh, to, to, to say and then she won't but there was a big thing in that that series there was a couple of like love triangles going on and the fact that two of the girls fancied Richard and then we find out that Richard and Nick both fancied Natasha and there was a thing with Natasha's diary going oh, missing yeah. oh. I mean that that's probably other than your it. other than your reveal storyline yeah that's that was probably Natasha's biggest Storyline, would you yeah, say? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And for, those, for anyone listening, doesn't know the the because Richard fancied Natasha, but the two other girls fancied Richard. Unbeknownst to them at the time, we thought it was only one of the girls fancied. Yeah. Uh, Maria fancied them. They they managed to get hold of Natasha's diary and put a. They they, they did a thing where they did like a fake love letter. Yeah. And then they did a thing with a fake photograph with a letter on the back. 
Yeah, they basically um, published it, didn't they? Yeah, but then we don't know who's publishing it, do we? And there's all no. sorts of things going out. And then that sort of went on throughout the series, you know, like sort of sporadic times. Yeah. But then we find out that it was Nick had been doing it, which was a massive, you know, if you watch that as a kid, it's it's just it's a massive reveal, isn't it? Because he wasn't that type of character to do he something. Wasn't, he wasn't. He there was. I mean, you'd think he was just a bit quiet, wasn't he? Just yeah. a gentle, soft kind of. You know, oh, it was like a cloud, Gareth. Yeah, yeah. Nick. Or Nick. Yeah. yeah it was like a you know a happy cloud, and you know this kind of. Uh, you wouldn't think he'd have that side to him, no. would you? No. no. And and then it, it all came out because he liked Natasha. He, it, it's a really hard one to understand because at the time Natasha didn't couldn't get her head around it, and he said he wanted to get close to it, and he was hoping that sort of if everyone else was against it, he could be the knight in shining armor type thing. Yeah. Um, he wanted to strip her of all of her friends, and by yeah. do by publishing the diary, he thought he was achieving it, and that she'd get close to him. But actually, I think you know it put her back up. Yeah. And, yeah, it, quite the reverse. I mean, God bless him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, in in that storyline as well, it just became full of lies as well from loads of different characters. You know, the yeah. fact that I mean, now this would be like unravel on social media now. Yeah, it would all be like yeah. texts and posts and stuff like that. Whereas obviously in those days we didn't. Yeah, have be- like because that. the girls had put a photograph of Fran's cousin in the diary with a. A letter on the back and it somehow ended up in Maria's bag but then Maria said Natasha what's this and Natasha acted like she knew who it was and who it was from and said she'd been out with this lad and then all of a sudden the lad turned up at the school <laughs> and it's just it, it was a proper uh, you know a, a nice little great deal moment where every all the lies were all getting found out and, and everyone realised then what had happened and everyone like had fallen out with each other at this point, because of everything that's going on, because Nick had been writing all in the diary about everyone, everyone had fallen out with him, and and everything you th- yeah you th- you think she would be the catalyst, but actually Nick, bless him, you know, was kind of the person. I guess yeah. well, they all were kind of in, <laughs> you know, a big mess, basically. Yeah, it was a, a a huge mess, and it was because of Nick's liking Natasha that he got found out because Natalie had a saxophone which had never been mentioned before. <laughs> Natalie took her <laughs> saxophone into school and she needed somewhere to, to keep it. And she gave it to Becky and Becky gave it to Nick thinking it was Natasha's. Nice. Um, and so because he'd do anything for Natasha, wouldn't he? And then Becky found all the things in Nick's locker and that was how it all, it all came out. But I just thought, Hang on, that saxophone, I don't think that's ever been mentioned before. And all of a sudden, it's it's a massive key to the, to the yeah. unravelling of the uh, of the story. <laughs> Just conveniently. Oh, bless. Yeah. Oh, funny. And then, obviously, everyone, you know, not talking to each other. But then it was Ray's brother's wedding. And they'd had all sorts of mishaps with people not being able to attend. Great he was. He was so good. <laughs> Kenny. Was it Kenny? Kenny, yeah. Kenny, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... Ray asked everyone in the school if they could help out. And Natalie and Natasha sang a duet in the church. Yeah. The Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we you've talked quite a bit about, about Julie, but what was it like having, you know, working with her? It was the best thing ever. I mean, literally, if, if we could have worked together our whole lives, it would have been amazing because I ju- we just adore each other. I mean, we're so close. We only yeah. live. 
10 minutes away from each other. Right. Um, uh, we've remained close all of our all of our lives. Um, and, and when we did get the opportunity to work together, which was actually Grain Chill and a couple of other things that we've done, it's always been amazing. It's always, you know, we've, we, we, we lean heavily on each other. Um, particularly if we were doing musical theatre or something like that, or auditions where we've got to sing, dance or whatever. I mean, we used to do this, we were in this group called the Vaudeville Group. Nice. And um, and I used to open it and then Georgie should sing something kind of halfway through it. Um, and it was always, a, she Jules always used to get really nervous, really nervous. Um, but if she knew she had me, like she used to, we used to have to sing, it's like way down on the levee. And she'd go, wait, wait, wait. She could never pick it. So she'd go, wait, 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 wait. And then we'd do it together and she'd be absolutely fine. Yeah. So she always kind of, we always needed each other as a crutch in, in different ways. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess in life as well, we've, we've, we've always been there for each other. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it, it, it was always so much fun. We did a whole beat together <laughs> and it was hilarious. So we did the audition and we come out and we were really honest with each other. And Judy went, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Claire, I was crap. I was wrong. <laughs> and I went, no, you weren't, no, darling, you weren't. No, and she went, do you think we'll get it? I went, no, because it didn't go as well as planned. But, you know, you can't say, oh yeah, you were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but actually we got it. So we got this part and, and we were both playing twins. And actually in the show, she's much better than I am. Right. <laughs> and she's, she was like, I said to Julie, you know, we, I may have pulled us through the audition, but you've certainly pulled us th through the performance. And that's kind of the dichotomy of how we work. Uh -huh. We always kind of help each other out. Yeah, it's just that. And, and, and uh, yeah, always all, all through our life, like we did, we auditioned for a musical Godspell. Right. And they'd said, oh, we want to see Jules as well. They'd, they'd, already, they'd already seen me and I was on a recall. And I said, Julie, Julie, you've got to get to this audition don't sing what I'm singing. They've told me to tell you not to sing what I'm singing. But it was the only song she knew. Right. So she said, I'm going to sing your song. I said, no, don't sing it, because they've said, don't sing it, Jules. Anyway, she sung it, and she didn't get that. And I was gutted, because I would have loved to have worked with her again. And, yeah. and we're always still trying to... I mean, we, we don't, we, we're not really in the industry anymore. Um, since we've had our kids, we, well, right. Julie, Julie gave it up before I did, then she did a few bits and pieces and then I carried on. And then just before the pandemic, um, I started up my own business, luckily. Oh, right. um, so, uh, and it was, uh, so throughout the pandemic, I could still, I mean, I saw so many of my friends really struggling and, yeah. you know, it was so sad to watch all yeah. these places closing, everyone in the industry really, really struggling. And I was kind of, grateful that I was out of it. I was still kind of hanging in there, but it, you know, my business was taking off. So, and then I just kind of decided, I mean, if we ever got to work together, I'd love it. Yeah. But apart from that, you know, motherhood took over for us both. Yeah. Um, and the business is doing well. So we, we just kind of decided to do that. And even that she supports me. She comes, <laughs> comes out with me and she works with me on a Tuesday and, and it's great. Cause we are like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Brilliant. So if we just go back to Grange Hill then. So what was the public reaction to you like? Because obviously when it's a when it's when it's somebody who's a nice character, the, the public reaction's a little bit better. But if you well, did you ever get any sort of adverse attention or anything? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not nasty, really. I'm really <laughs> yeah. um yeah, some people kind of were like, mm, which one are you? 
uh, and we'd always, it's always really weird. So we'd, we, we, Jules and I were massively into football, but we support different teams and actually are polar opposites. Jules right. so, is Arsenal, I'm Spurs. Right, oh, blimey. So, I don't know, yeah, so, um, and we'd always go to the Arsenal football matches because we used to play for, uh, so did Rachel, Roberts, Justine. We used to play for Arsenal expos and celebs. All right. So we used to um, always get tickets to the Arsenal footballs, but it meant I used to have to go into the Arsenal end. And Johnny oh. Alford, John Alford used to come at yeah. the But yeah, it meant I used to go, and so they'd go, which one are you? Because they knew that one of us, and then they'd worked it out, it was the nasty one, supported Spurs. So I used to have to lie. I go on, the, I'm I, a nice one. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that you've just almost whispered that, the fact that you were in the wrong <laughs> end. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but I just thought, gosh, yeah, I did used to, and they'd be like, yes, it was a, that. It, at times like that, I mean, a lot of things they'd say, oh, which one are you? And if we were out shopping or whatever, I'd be like, oh, I'm the nice one, I'm the nice one. <laughs> I don't think anyone really likes Natasha. So. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So then you mentioned earlier that you didn't stay for the upper six form. No. Was that, was that your decision? No, it wasn't. They didn't. Right. I, mean, I think. I think, not that they'd exhausted our storylines, but I think they'd moved the characters on as much as they could. And it was a choice. They'd obviously had a new influx of characters. Uh-huh. What can you do? We were up a sixth. You know, we'd had, I mean, we'd be, I've been really lucky since I joined that show to have the storylines yeah. and, and the character that I had, a really lovely, meaty role. Um, and it was time to go. And it was like, right, okay then. And I was, again, really lucky because literally not long after that, I auditioned for... 2.4 children uh-huh. and and um, luckily managed to get a part in 2.4 children. So. Yeah. Now, I just I've got, I'll do this on on social media when when the podcast is coming out and in the week in the build up to the, the to the podcast coming out, I do a, a guest the guest competition and I'm right. doing a new I've thing. Seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I'm doing a new thing with it this year where the first person to guess who it is gets to ask a question. Right. And so. I've got a question. I sound like I'm on going live or something here. I've got a question from Jamie War. Uh, Jamie War here as as uh, so 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 Jamie War won the the the, the guest the guest competition for the last one because it was Tim Polly who played Banksy. So he's got a question for you. And you took over, that, and, and I don't know if a lot of people realise that your role in Two Point Four Children. You taken that over from someone else. I did, yeah. Um, Georgina Cates had played Jenny. Yeah. Um, he said, did, did you find it an easy thing to do, taking over the role? Did you jump in or did you, uh, as Georgina had done it, or did you just sort of make it um, your own? Well, I watched it, obviously, and Johnny Picard was in it. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, he was, yeah, well, he's, we went to school together. So, uh-huh. uh, he was a good family friend as well. Um, so, I Ex- watched Ex- it. Strange Hill as well. Ex- oh. Strange Hill, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, he got Grain Chill the same year Julie got it as yeah, well. Yeah, that's how, yeah we're, our families were friends and stuff like that. Um, and we've grown up together, like on television and off um, television. And it's, uh, I love him to pieces. Um, and um, so I went for the audition with the view of, I don't know, kind of having a little bit of, oh, her name was actually before her stage name, Georgina Kate. She right. was called Woodgate. Right. And so I had, I kind of thought, well, I should be fairly similar. I mean, I had long hair, but oh. I thought I should be similar-ish to her. Not, not a yeah. copy, you know, an identical copy of her, 
but you know there should be some similar traits because it, she's playing a character so I've got to be Jenny yeah um so and actually it wasn't a massive stretch because she wasn't very nice neither <laughs> <laughs> and so it was you know I just come from playing Natasha um and Jenny was like a moody teenager who was like don't slam your door bang um yeah so uh so yeah it was so I kind of adopted the idea that I'd do I'd pay tribute to Claire right Jenny um but do my own thing uh-huh. and what they decided because I think Claire was very much like Belinda and John was supposed to be like Gary whereas I was kind of a mix of the two uh-huh. um so yeah but obviously I, you know yeah I got I was really lucky got the part and the final I remember so that was another process going and I think what really helped me there was the fact because uh, there was it was between two of us Right. And the girl, the other girl I was up against hadn't had any TV experience. Right. And having had the experience of working on screen, knowing, just knowing kind of what to do, you, you save money. I mean, it was a very different experience because it was in front of a live studio studio audience. Which right. I've never right. Done yeah. Um, but I'd worked with cameras. I'd worked in rehearsal rooms. I think having that experience um, kind of gives you a bit of an edge. And sometimes, obviously, they want someone new and whatever. But I think, yeah, that... Well, they opted for me, and I was really lucky and really grateful. And and it wasn't long long after Brain Chill that, uh-huh. that I did that. That that's a tremendous cast as well to be yeah. working with, wasn't it? You know, the Belinda Lang and Gary Olsen. And Paul Adams was in it as well. He yeah. played my boyfriend for two years, I think. Right. Um. So he was my first boyfriend in it, uh-huh. and which was lovely to work with Paul again. Um. Yeah. And obviously John, I because Julie had worked with John, and Julie had gotten really well with John. Um. So then it was kind of my turn. Uh-huh. And uh, and obviously we got along really well, um, so it was really yeah it was really lovely. And Belinda, Julia, Gary, uh, Kim, Kim was in Grange. Kim was well. in Grange Hill, yeah, she <laughs> was, yeah. I mean, literally, is it was a starting in those days. Certainly, it was like a pedigree for young yeah. actors. Do you know what I mean? If you if you had a part in that, it was you'd kind of not established yourself, but you was like, okay, I I I'd really like to yeah. take it seriously and have a career in this. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, we'd all we'd all kind of myself, Kim, and John were yeah, we were going to lights. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. Um, what we're called really is there a yeah. fan? I don't know. No, I, I, well, there's, there's if anyone that's listening, if you can think of uh, a, a name for a great chill alumni, then uh, that that that'd be great. Um, now also in that program, Liz Smith was in two point four children as well. Now I I love Liz Smith. She was amazing. She what was, was she like? Yeah, a legend, a comedy genius. Yeah, you'd sit there. And like we'd have tears, you could we couldn't work. <laughs> tears would be coming because she'd never say what was on the page. Right. <laughs> and she knew it was along these lines, you know, yes. something along. <laughs> and weird, and you never got a cue line. You never you just have to guess. <laughs> you, ne- you just have to guess when to come in. When Liz finished speaking, that's when you said your line because you listen to her. And the thing is, you listen so intently because it would never be what was written or it. She was just not. She was brilliant. So good. And we all had so much respect for her. Uh-huh. And yeah, and she'd come in and <coughs> she was excuse me, such a colourful, bright, big personality. Yeah. Oh, and there'd always be a story. She'd have had amazing stories. <laughs> she was actually a really glamorous lady, Liz. Yeah. She looked, always wore fantastic clothes and looked fantastic and was really terribly well-spoken. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was. And, yeah. and she, yeah, she just... Yeah, she was she was a, a tour de force and, and yeah, no, definitely, such a, a laugh, such a laugh. I mean, we used to 
seriously, when, when we used to get the scripts, so it was on our Night Ranger, we used to get the whole series because there was only right. seven episodes or eight episodes a series. So we used to get all of them. And you'd look down the cast list. I mean, that would be the first thing I'd do, <laughs> is look down the cast list and go, oh my goodness, because the people that that series attracted, the casting was phenomenal. So uh -huh. we got to work with some really fantastic actors and legends that were yeah. just, you know, and you'd be sitting there and you'd be quiet and you'd think, oh God, what's missing? Oh no, oh no, please make it okay. Yeah. <laughs> around the table, we used to do a read-through in a day of the whole series, or maybe uh -huh. two days, I think it was a day. And um, wow, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was scary. And I'd sit next to Kim, because Kim was my little buddy. Right. And we'd, we'd have to sit in family, but Kim was my little buddy. And you'd be like, yeah, we're okay, we're okay. Yeah. It's quite daunting working with all these major famous, majorly famous actors who were yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that must have been, it must have been something else like to have done that. So I've just got, I've made an, a, a few notes on a few other things that you did. The one thing that really caught me attention was Judge Dredd. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 right, I've looked it up. I've tried working out what it was, and I, I can't quite. So it was an audio book, right? So I've done a lot of audio stuff for Big Finish, All right. um, which I love. It, if I if, if I could stay in the business now and just do audio work, uh -huh. I love it. So there's a director that I work with called Barnaby Edwards, who is absolutely phenomenal, and uh -huh. I work with him a lot. Now I started working with him. I did an episode. So basically, Jason Hay Gallery is the producer of Big Finish. He owns Big Finish. Right. He's a friend of mine that, that I've worked with uh, uh, on productions, musical productions. So he, we worked in musical theatre together. Um, and he owns Big Finish. He said, would you like to come and do a Doctor Who for me? I, you know, I'm a fan of, as a sci-fi fan. Right. So I was like, yeah. So I did something called The One Doctor for Doctor uh -huh. Who. And it was with Christopher Biggins. And... Um, and we were playing, it was like a spoof comedic thing. Right, I get it, yeah. It was, a, it was a spoof version of it, but it was really popular. So then once you, do, once you have a bit of success with some with a production of Big Finish, then they tend to use you again. Oh, actually. right. So, so they used me quite a lot. And then they, they said, oh, we'd like you to do Judge Dredd, series Judge Dredd, as Amy Steele. Um, so I, did, I think I only did, yeah, well, I think we might have done one series or two. I might have done one or two series. Right. Um, and then I went back to doing Doctor Who's and Tomorrow mm -hmm. People's and stuff like that. Um, and then I went on to work with Barney on, he does a lot of things for Audible for, for Amazon. Oh, right, okay. So uh, so it's really great, actually, because you you can, I mean, I don't turn up looking like trash. <laughs> you can if you want to, because there's yeah. no feeling. There. <laughs> yeah. Just in a mic with a script and you have to make these words come alive and you have to. It's a real challenge as an actor and, and that, he commands some amazing cast. We've had Miriam Margolis, Dame Judi Dench. I mean, literally some of the cast that Barnaby's worked with. Yeah. Are his mates. He could just right. pull, pull them in. So, um, so it's really good. But you physicalise it. So it's a really weird kind of situation to be in. Because I'm quite a physical actor anyway. And I use my hand to gesticulate a lot. Um, and yeah, you uh, you physicalise it. So, so doing Judge Dredd, Amy Steele, I kind of be crashing through doors but I'd be doing it like mine, right, okay. yeah um, and they'd kind of be looking at me as if I was insane um, <laughs> what I needed to do at the time but uh yeah it's a it's a really lovely medium to work in and I I think personally one of my favorites yeah because you can just do so many I did I've done so many different acts that it's been so many different characters for the, for the company and in so many different productions you can just yeah. and you have a little play with it they're like can you do this can you do that Oh, okay, I'll give it a go. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's really good. 
really really Brilliant. enjoyable as i say i just saw it and i was trying to work out like it was one of those i didn't realize it was a, an audio thing because i couldn't find it um or, or, or anything no so that's <laughs> uh, but that's great so then we've got to talk about dancing on ice oh yeah um because you were in the second series of that it was yeah it was great it was and such a great time i watched your first dance last night on that you genuinely had no real previous no, experience. I'd, no, I'd had no training. Well, I mean, we'd we'd all started our training at the same time yeah. um, at Ali Pali, and there was myself, Steo, Stephen Gately, and Kieran Bracken, and we were and Duncan. We were uh-huh. all Ali Pali. Um, right. And if you see my audition tape for it, you'll know right. that I, right. you know, I, I could skate. I like I'd go to a rink at Christmas. Yeah, but I'd never had any training, and the things they get you to do, like they they pick you up on the audition tape. I mean, I couldn't stop or anything. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I couldn't do those kind of things. <clears throat> so I, you know, swear hand on my heart, you know, my my son, that I'd never done anything. Wow. Um, uh, on ice like it before, and then it's just basically not having a fear. So I'd said when I turned that, and I turned thirty that year, I said. From the age of 30, my bucket list was to not say no, not say, I'm not going to say no. If I get a great opportunity, I'm not going to say no yeah. or make an excuse not to do it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And yeah, I um, I got reserve on the show. Um, right. So I wasn't actually in the show. Right. Okay. And then I went away to do a Doctor Who convention <laughs> in um, Chicago. Oh, um, right. uh, yeah. So I went, which was with Sylvester. McCoy, yeah. um, who's, who's then became an, another friend of mine because I did Little Shop of Horrors with him. Right. Um, and uh, and we went away to do this thing for a weekend. And by the time I got back, I was so jet lagged and, and I ha- knew I had to go back to training with my partner straight on the ice. But all of a sudden we'd moved and we were in a different... And I was like, they said, oh, you're not going here with your divert... We're not going to Alipan, you're diverting to here. And I was like, right, okay then. Okay. And we diverted there and, and there was Andre. And I was like, where's, where's Alexi gone? And they said, no, you're now skating with him and you're in the show. And it was okay. And it was like a few days before Christmas. So then I did training, learned Sarah's routine because it was Sarah Green who was. Who, oh, right. Um, and, and then they changed it up a bit. And then that's it. We were on. So, I mean, it was quite good because I didn't have time to get scared. Yeah. It was just all a rush and get ready, get going, go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> But how much, how much training did you have to do then? Like, it's always your sort of weekly routine there. So we'd get out, we'd we'd go. So the the show was actually on a Saturday night when I did it. Right. It was on a Sunday. So we'd go on the Saturday. So we Saturday night was the show. So say we had a uh-huh. show. So up until up until the when it was aired, you had like I think it was I would say three months, but um, it may have been less than that. I I certainly remember. November, December, it might have been October, November, December right. training. Um, and you're with a coach. So you get 60 hours, I think it is, with a coach at the ice rink. Right. And then you also get your partner and you get Jane and Chris who come and see. But then if you're in the show, then they give you choreography, give you a song, and you get coaching from uh-huh. the coaching staff. But because obviously that didn't happen to me because I wasn't in the show. Yeah. So... Once I got in the show, then I got coaching and, and the routine and everything. And that was just before Christmas. Right. Um, so I probably had, I'd say, three weeks of 
the music. Wow. And then, yeah, straight in. And then you then and then it's like a snowball. You just keep going and, and just and for me and Andre, because I no one knew who I was. They were super, super famous people on it. Um, and for me and Andre, he just said, Look, you you seem like you're really fearless, you know, you seem like you're a lot of fun. Should we just go for it? And we did. Um, I didn't have any fear until towards the end because I'd broken so many ribs and I thought I could I couldn't break any more. Right. Otherwise they'd have pulled me from the show. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I broke I broke the first two before the first show wow. so I was skating and it was it was so we did like a showcase for the producers and the ITV execs and stuff like uh-huh. that my sister and my flatmate came down to watch it and on that that show that's when I, I wasn't in the lineup I couldn't do the lineup at the end because I was in business oh. because they'd gone um and then from then on it was just a, 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 basically they were managing and then a few more happened but they were just fractured and right. so I was just wrapped the whole time right but then I had to do the tour so I was wrapped <laughs> that and they'd be like please don't let her do bolero because my <laughs> lifting it and if Andre put me up my back would go oh, and, it, and the video would be like this <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh so yeah but it was great it was really good fun and I and I became really close with um and um, Stephen Gaines. yeah um, and we did a Doctor Who together. Right. Um, uh, a really good friends with Stephen Gay and Kieran Bracken. Yeah, I mean, Kieran Bracken, I think, was the biggest surprise, I think, on that because he was, a, you know, the big barely rugby yeah. player. He, like, he and... just took to it. I mean, he just, we both adored skating. We just right. adored it. We loved it. Um, and he's, he was like my brother on it. He, we looked, he looked after me. He looked out for me. Um, and he went to do his own show. He loved it so much. He bought an ice rink. Yeah. That's and what I heard, the fact that he was doing his own, uh, yeah, his own shows. Yeah, and I was his cast. Right. Because I'd, you know, I'd just kind of, I was, I'd just be like, yeah, let's go and have some fun. And we yeah. had so much fun doing it. And we'd skate together as well, me and Kira. Right. Um, but yeah, I always, it was such a great year, the year that we did it. And, you know, coming running up, runner up to a, a rugby legend, I yeah. never even thought I'd be in the show, let alone yeah. run them up. So it was a huge surprise, an amazing experience, and one I'll, you know, I'll cherish forever. You must have got as well, though, one of the highest scores ever for the first week. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Yeah, I did. I did really well. I did really well. Um, I didn't even know. You didn't like Andre had said you're all right. You're okay. You're doing. It's good. Well, you didn't really get much from Andre. It's very good. Yeah. Um, and that was it, really. Uh, it's good. Yes, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but if he was smiling, which, yeah, if he was smiling, you knew you were doing okay. Yeah. Um, so he was smiling, and uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, it was. It was. It's good fun. But you know those things where they're like spinning you around by your feet and your head's like, yeah, you know, half an inch from the ice. How? How? Are you never scared at that point? I know, like, could you say you're quite fearless? But um, I was never scared of that. Um, until I was doing Kieran's show and I blacked out during it. Wow, um, right. So I was skating with Matt Evers, who's another, uh, we uh-huh. made friends, he was skating with Lisa Scott Lee on, on our series. Uh-huh. And um, and we were partners and I, and we'd done our routine and it was quite a quick, it was quite a fast paced routine and we'd done it and run it and run it and run it. And, and it was like, one more go, let's get it. And I was like, oh gosh, gosh. And actually, I, I don't know what happened, but I just blacked uh-huh. out and he, I woke up and I was laying on the ice um, and it, like with everyone around me, so embarrassed. Cause I was yeah. fine, but 
but I don't know. I think it was just too many times. We'd done it too many times. The blood had rushed to my head and my body was just like, me enough. After that, I was a little bit wobbly. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> no um, one could blame you there. Yeah, and as soon as I fell pregnant with my son, um, it's called, it's called um, uh, well, the one that I do is called float spin, um, or, or they call it a headbanger. And my yeah. partner was like, that's the last, because he worked on Kieran's show. And he was like, that's the last headbanger you will ever do. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I've not done one since. <laughs> no, no, I don't blame you, to be honest. Okay, so if I can just go back to Grange Hill, because we, we, we are coming towards the end. Are you still in touch with any of the cast? Um, I'm still vaguely in touch with Rach, Rachel Roberts. Right. Um, through uh, social media. Uh-huh. And apart from that, no, not really. I mean, I'd love to, particularly Kelly. I'd love to speak to Kelly. Yeah. What about uh, Paul, uh, Adams. Paul Adams? I I've seen. Um, he has a stage school out in Jersey, and I worked. All right. I did a production, a children's production of something that I directed, and he came to watch watch that with his wife Pippa, who I'd also worked with. Oh, so really? I've I've seen Paul. Haven't seen Desi. I, mean, I haven't seen anyone really. All right. Louisa. Yeah. No. Well, if any, if anyone's listening, get in touch. So we. Uh... Claire can speak to you. Hey, do you still see the girl I played, Natalie Stevens? Do you ever see her? Oh, I seen her. <laughs> oh Julie. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm going to go see after this. All oh, right. I'm okay. going around to uh, to pick my my son's at a sleepover there. So uh, all right. So uh, yeah, I'll go and. Uh, Brilliant. I pretty much see. I, I speak to Jules every day. Yeah. And I see Jules n- nearly every day. Yeah. Tremendous, tremendous. Yeah. Now, you mentioned this a little bit earlier on. What is it that you do now? So now I run a doggy play and socialisation service. Oh, great. Doggy play session. Um, it's kind of like a doggy daycare thing. Yeah. Um, and I set it up before lockdown. Um, I, it was, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to do something completely different, not yeah. in the business. Um, and I lost my dog. Um, right. And I missed having a dog. Um, so... I was like, what can I do? What can I do? So anyway, this my friend was doing something similar. So it, it, I was like, do you know what? Actually, that's something I quite like to do. So I did some training and set up my own business. It was a slow start. But then obviously during the pandemic, lots yeah. of people got dogs. Yeah. Um, and then we moved. So we now this year we're moving to a new site, um, <clears throat> which allows us to have more, mm-hmm. more puppies. Um, and stuff uh, and it's lovely you know we play we we walk we play just generally have a lovely time with animals um, great yeah and it's, it's great and Jules comes out with me she's got a dog called Bungle which is great. she looks like a it's, it's a girl she's a bitch but she actually does look like a Bungle she, right. she looks like, <laughs> perfect name for her. and so she's a yeah so we walk Bungle with all the dogs and they're all fr- and they're all friendly dogs they're all yeah. you know, we'll get along and it's really good therapy. There's a lady that works with me who, who loves to get out and talk and walk and, you know, a retiree that works with me. She, she kind of volunteers because she loves, it's like therapy basically. And it's great for me, you know, I, I, you know, give back to the people in the community. So it's, it's a local business that runs around here. I'm in Cambridgeshire and, um, and yeah, I really enjoy it. I'm out and about every day getting some fresh air and it's really good for, you know, mental health yeah. and stuff as well yeah so. definitely yeah. definitely no that's great okay so i've got just a few more questions they're all grain chill related okay. so 
have you heard about the fact that there could well be a Grange Hill movie in the pipeline? The news sort of came out last year. Phil Redmond is involved. What do you think of the idea of a Grange Hill movie? Gosh, who would, I mean, who would you put in it, really? <laughs> um, yeah, why not? Um, I mean, Phil Redmond's a legend. He, you know, he he founded kind of, he came up with the idea, he founded it, he he was Mr. Grange Hill. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think, why not? I mean, I'm thinking about it now, thinking, gosh, who would you have in it? Would you have, like, Johnny Orford? Would you have, where would you go? Danny Kendall, would you go, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's, I mean, we're, we're all a lot older. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, to, you couldn't have the old lot in it. You'd have to have new characters, wouldn't you? You'd yeah, have but, but, but if you were asked, would we see a return of Natasha Stevens? If I was asked, yeah, if you, yeah, if yeah, you were I mean, they, they wouldn't ask me. <laughs> I, I, I hope she'd she'd kind of turned over a new leaf and would be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, like, they want legends like Tegs and. You know, Sean Maguire and yeah. people like that. Yeah, I would, I would imagine. I mean, yeah, where would you start? They'd have to have like loads of children. Obviously, it's set in the school, and maybe uh -huh. they could have people like Kelly come the raid, the you know janitor kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, brilliant. No, I mean that's the the thing is, you know, there's all sorts of stories flying around that it's going ahead or it's been right. shelved or whatever. But I think it was round about this time last year when it was uh, sort of first mooted, and, and and Phil Redmond was on on telly talking about it. Right. And stuff, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. So, you said that you were a, a fan of Grange Hill. Yes. Oh, so, is this a pop quiz now? No, 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 not at all, not at all, not at all. So, other than Natasha Stevens, who was your favourite character in Grange um, Hill? My favourite character, I loved Alison Bettles. Right. She played Um. Yeah. Uh. She. I mean, she was just so pretty. That, that I mean, I, I hated the way I looked in Grange Hill. <laughs> I really did. Um, uh, but Alison, yeah, she 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 looked love. She always looked so beautiful. Um, and I liked personality wise. I liked. Um, I thought Louisa was great. Louisa was really good um, as Maria. Yeah. Um, uh, Justine, she—I mean, she's a bit of a ledge. Yeah, Rachel for being Justine, because she, she was she she always was a lot older than her years. She was right. a really wise yeah. person, Rach, and I think Justine was as well. Yeah, you know, with Justine and Ted's situation. Yeah, and um, so yeah, so I, I think actually most respect to to Rach. Yeah. Right. Okay, so if you couldn't have played Natasha, is that what you would have liked to have played? Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if I couldn't have played Natasha, uh, uh, I would have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Then, so the final question, then, okay. Claire. Um, why do you think there's still such affection for Grange Hill? Um, because I think it's. Why do I think there's so much affection for Grange Hill? It's it's English heritage, really. I think. I yeah. do you know what it's. It was groundbreaking television of its time. Yeah. And anyone of a certain age has a soft spot for television they could relate to that wasn't talking down to kids yeah. that, you know, and it was fun. It was, 
dramatic. It was like, oh, a bit risque. Um, it had all those elements, but it yeah. was relatable. And I think that's probably why it was so successful. And for us, it's, it's a British institution, sausage on a fork, yeah. you know, uh, the theme tune. It, it's what we grew up with. Yeah. Um, and yeah, long, you know, I, I, I would have loved for it to forever continue, yeah. basically. But I think, you know, the memories of it. I mean, they did re-release it, didn't they? It, it went back to, they went, they started showing it all again. Yeah, they did that. Uh, sort of, I think, you know, when that, that was around about like the 15th anniversary or something, they showed oh, right, okay. around then. But it went off, it, it went off the air in 2008. Right. The, it went to Liverpool, didn't it? It, it was yeah. a, a it was where yeah. Hollyoaks, I remember that because yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you just mentioned Hollyoaks there. I meant to mention that before because I love little bits of trivia, like and things yeah. like that. And I just think it was great that you and John Pickard were on Two Point Four Children at the same time. Julie, Julie, and Nick. Julie, Julie and Nick Pickard were in Hollyoaks, yeah. and I just love that. Um, and that's, and do you know what? It's so lovely because Maureen, John's mum. She loved it. She loved the fact that, yeah. like, her, like her boys, and so did my mum. You know, they used to get together and they'd yeah. be like, la, la, la. <laughs> we always looked after each. And even Nick, like, Nick, I, I, I was living, I lived with them for a bit up in uh, Liverpool, right? Because I was working, I was doing some holiday in Manchester. But instead of living in Manchester, I lived with. Uh, why not? I'm going to live with yeah. Jules. So I lived with Jules. Um, and Nick was obviously part of it. Right. And Nick's been such. John and I did this play together. John Pickard and I, and we did this play together, and it was a two-hander. And uh, Nick came, and he was like tears, tears of pride. Yeah. So proud of us both. Do you know what I mean? He said, like, the pair of you, what you've achieved here. And, we, and it was like like my brother. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Congratulating us and being so proud. We've always all been very close, and Jules and Nick, obviously, in particular, myself and John. It's lovely, isn't it? You know, uh -huh. we, we both had a Picard each to work with. Yeah. Um, and they've had a Buckfield. Um, <laughs> and it's always been the same. You know, Jules is close with Nick. I'm close with John. And yeah, yeah it's 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 really lovely, really lovely. Well, Claire, thank you so much thank for coming you. on and talking about your, your experiences and stuff. It's, um, been, it's been lovely to share some really, really special memories. Thank yeah. you so much. No, not, not at all. Not at all. Thank you so much. And you know, when you see your sister afterwards, give her me details because uh, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it'd be it'd be nice to have uh, the, the nice one on. To be honest, <laughs> I should have got her over actually. So yeah. yeah, but no, no. Honestly, thanks so much for coming on. And for anyone that's listening, I'll speak to you next time. Cheers. Thanks. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.